Hello, everyone. Bear with me one second. I'm just checking our audio. Hello, everyone. Perfect. That was faster than I thought. Welcome to another edition of Average Intelligence News. I know you missed us. Um, unfortunately, believe it or not, podcasting takes a lot of time, as does YouTube. However, I am making one of my New Year's resolutions is to bring you consistently at least once a week. We're shooting for two a week episodes smaller condensed podcasts of average intelligence news so we will get right into it uh first off in rta podcast network news we have uh the goosebumps crew recently just had their latest episode and they actually got another really big get for their podcast and bear with me one second because i just came up with this right now I hope I am not mispronouncing his name. If I am, I apologize. They got actor Kaj Eric Erickson, who played Billy in the episode Welcome to Camp, or Returning to Camp Nightmare, excuse me. So another really big get for the Goosebumps Crew podcast. You should definitely check them out. They are on YouTube and Spotify. And the Part of Your Broadway World cast will be releasing their latest episode on February 15th, featuring two former Disney Parks employees, one of whom is a cast member, a former cast member. I believe some of her roles were Doc McStuffins, Winnie the Pooh, who else? I can't remember. I'm drawing a major blank. But she played several, several Minnie, Minnie Mouse as well, and uh, Haley is going to interview them on her podcast. It will be a very good one. There is a teaser coming out soon, so don't forget to just go ahead and subscribe so you can get notified let me get my comments back up. I apologize. Very unprofessional here at the Average Intelligence News. But anyway, our first headline. Told you it's all about cross-promotion. So anyway, our first headline of the night. Federal judge dismisses Disney's lawsuit. Speaking of part of your Broadway world, federal judge dismisses Disney's lawsuit accusing Ron DeSantis of government retaliation. Disney accused Florida Governor Ron DeSantis of retaliation after the company spoke out against the Florida parental rights and education laws, law, excuse me, often referred to in the media as the don't say gay bill by, by traditional media outlets. A chain of events from the feud led Disney to losing their special tax district, formerly known as the Reedy Creek Improvement District, and the creation of the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, thus bringing it under the state's control directly. The board members of the new district were handpicked by the Florida State Legislature, and Disney filed a free speech lawsuit. Formerly, Disney selected its board members for the special tax district. Um, they got huge benefits, huge benefits for having that special tax district. So essentially, Ron DeSantis took that special distinction away from them, which, before you cry foul on that, keep in mind that only Disney had that distinction. None of the other theme parks in Florida had that distinction. Uh, they all had to pay taxes and operate under the state's authority. Uh, let's see, where was it? Uh, Disney filed a free speech lawsuit saying that it was retaliation from the DeSantis administration. The federal judge ruled that Disney, quote, lacks standing to sue the governor or the secretary, being the secretary of state, and rejected Disney's claim, further stating, quote, when a statute is when a statute is facially constitutional, a plaintiff cannot bring a free speech challenge by claiming that the lawmakers who passed it acted with 
a constitutionally impermissible purpose. Essentially, the judge said it's constitutional, so you can't sue based on the the grounds of free speech because it is, in fact, constitutional. Which, I mean, I'm no lawyer, but I, I, I kind of think you... I, it, it depends on the situation, but I think you actually could uh, sue based on the grounds of free speech if something is, in fact, constitutional. Um, you know, slavery comes to mind. Prior to now, obviously, because now it is obviously written in the Constitution that slavery is illegal. But prior to that, just saying. Disney is, of course, appealing the decision. This story was covered mostly the same across the media, but outlets with a more left-leaning made sure to point out that this was a small victory for DeSantis after his failure in the Republican primary. And our next headline, Ilhan Omar's Somalia comments spark calls for deportation. Omar, who is originally from Somalia, delivered a speech in Arabic to a group of her constituents. One translation of her speech suggests that Omar said that she is, quote, here to protect the, interest of Som- the interests of Somalia from inside the U.S. system. While other translations suggested that she told the crowd, quote, the woman you sent to Congress is aware of you and has the same interests as you. Uh, the former translation was heavily shared across X or Twitter because it's still Twitter. And for that matter, does anyone watching this speak Arabic? Because I know I don't. I have a book, but I, I don't speak Arabic. And I would really like, I would love to have someone who speaks Arabic translate that for me because I, I can't trust a translation because obviously this is politicized. This is not, however, the first time Omar has gotten in trouble for a speech. Back in 2019, Omar was heavily criticized during a speech referencing September 11th, where she said, quote, some people did something. While it does seem that at least that part of her speech was taken out of context, it reflected poorly on Omar, particularly among Republicans. Shocker, I know. Her whole quote regarding this particular part was, quote, C-A-I-R was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. I never thought I would be agreeing with Ilhan Omar. I think it was a very poor choice of words, but I don't think you could give her too much grief for not thinking that that might be taken the wrong way. Uh, But she's absolutely right that post 9-11, we lost a lot of civil liberties. We did. Still don't have them back. Probably never will. Uh, Omar herself called the widely circulated first translation, quote, slanted and completely off. Republicans, however, say that Omar said she pledged to protect Somalian interests over U.S. interests. With majority whip Tom Emmer and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis calling for her expulsion from Congress. And some Republicans calling for Omar to be deported. Yeah, no, that, no. <laughs> the story was covered about how you'd expect, with left-leaning sources defending Omar and the right calling for her removal. It should be noted, however, that Omar's speech is protected by the First Amendment. And therefore, even if you don't like it, you can't deport her. And our third headline of the evening, Texas Governor Greg Abbott poised to triumph in Supreme Court, in Supreme Court rematch with Joe Biden. This was specifically from Newsweek. 
On January 22nd, the Supreme Court decided to overturn an injunction from the Fifth Circuit Court that blocked the Biden administration from ordering federal agents to remove razor wire from the Texas-Mexico border, which have been placed there by Texas to discourage migrants from crossing. Along with this, Texas Governor Greg Abbott instructed the Texas National Guard to take control of Shelby Park in Eagle Pass, a frequently used arrival point for migrants crossing the border from Mexico, and refused to allow the Federal Customs Border and Protection officials access to the area. However, President of West Coast Trial Lawyers, Niyama Ramani, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, if, I, if not, I apologize, told Newsweek the issue will, quote, very likely end up before the Supreme Court, and, quote, the previous ruling was limited to whether Texas can prevent Border Patrol agents from removing or cutting the barbed wire. There, is, there are potentially bigger issues at play here, and the conservative justices haven't been shy to craft broad rulings to reverse years of precedent, end quote. As of right now, the Texas National Guard still controls the area, as far as I am aware being that I am not in Texas, there may be some breaking news that I am not aware of. Wow, this is going to be a fast one. <laughs> it is, in my humble opinion, this really read more like an opinion piece because it was an article stating facts, but there were a lot of quotes from a lot of different people, so it really did kind of feel more like an opinion piece. Um, and I'm personally really skeptical of the headline. I... I I'll, I'll be perfectly frank, I don't see Texas winning this one, at least not without some sort of concession. Like, I could see potentially that they have to enforce the current Biden administration, administration uh, Biden administration immigration policy, but they might be allowed to do so via the Texas National Guard. But at that point, why bother? Just put Border Patrol back there. So it's, you know... Um, and not only that, there's a ton of misinformation regarding this overall story being the situation at, uh, what was it, Eagle? I can never remember the damn name. Shelby Park. Um, one of which, including a story that is still floating around in major news outlets. I saw one today doing more research for this particular story um, about two migrants drowning because the Border Patrol was unable unable to get to them and save them when in fact there were drowning deaths and there are a lot of drowning deaths at the border unfortunately that has to do with the large body of water there um border patrol was not aware of this happening until much later so even they wouldn't have been aware of it even if they had been able to get there but at the same time many on the right are seeming to forget that these are that these people are human beings and that the actions being taken by Texas could and probably will in fact lead to injuries and fatalities. So I I've said this a lot on the average intelligence podcast. I disagree with many Republicans when it comes to immigration. Um, not so much their diagnosis. I think their diagnosis is spot on, but their prognosis I have major problems with because, again, like I said, the biggest criticism I have with Republicans in immigration is that it's very easy for them to, and I don't think it's necessarily racially motiv motivated, although let's be honest with some Republicans, it probably is, but they forget that we're, we're talking about human beings. These are not stray dogs crossing the border, which I would have a problem with that too, Because, but I'm an animal guy, you know what I mean, but... 
these are they're people. They're human beings. Now, I'm given to understand, and Daily Wire has a new uh, series out regarding Border Patrol, and they write along with Border Patrol agents. I understand everything I've heard as far as what's happening at the border. Border Patrol agents are extremely frustrated because of the Biden administration's policy when it comes to immigration. So there's there's a lot of layers here, and there's a lot of enforcement issues. There's a lot of resource issues. Although I've heard some people say that they have the resources, they're just not allowed to use them. And I've heard some people say that the Border Patrol has essentially become a taxi service. So I don't know. If you live in a border state, you know, especially if you work in Border Patrol, let me, it, obviously you can't tell me everything, but lay it down in the comments if you would like. But this story is going to keep going on, and I'll be completely honest, I don't see it ending well. Unfortunately, to break the stalemate, it's probably going to take a government crackdown or, or very, very unfortunate fatalities for this to end. I hope it doesn't come to that, but unfortunately, I think that's what we will end up seeing. But on that note, we are now progressing to the headline game. Tonight, we are going to be comparing the top headlines with Daily Wire and MSNBC. So for those of you who don't know how this work or works or if it's your first time, I simply open up that news app and go through the top headline. I skim through the article in real time just to kind of get a feel for it, but it's usually pretty funny comparing, unless some major news story is breaking. It's funny to see the priorities. So let me find Daily Wire. There we go. Okay, the top news story on Daily Wire. Terror groups evacuate their positions after Biden administration tips them off to their plans. This is by Ryan Savidra. Hopefully I pronounced your name correctly, sir. Uh, The Iranian-backed terrorists responsible for murdering three U.S. soldiers and injuring dozens more in an attack over the weekend have started to evacuate their bases after President Joe Biden's Administration leaked to the media this week that they are gearing up to respond by carrying out a sustained bombing campaign. The news comes after NBC News reported on Wednesday that the U.S. retaliatory strikes would be a, quote, campaign that lasts, quote, weeks, according to U.S. officials. The officials went went as far as to say that the U.S. would target, quote, Iranian targets outside Iran, and the campaign will involve both strikes and cyber operations, the report added. CBS News reported late on Wednesday that the terror groups that make up Islamic resistance in Iraq, an Iranian-backed terrorist group, have, quote, evacuated their bases in Iraq and Syria, fearing U.S. retaliatory strikes after Sunday's attack. A U.S. official further telegraphed America's forthcoming punches by telling ABC News that, quote, they are going to be very deliberate targets, deliberate strikes on facilities that enabled these attacks. Let's see, and then somebody criticizes the Biden administration more, and that is pretty much it. So, that is the article on Daily Wire Plus. Like I said, the headline reads, Terror groups evacuate their positions after Biden admin tips them off to their plans. And you can see that on dailywire.com or the Daily Wire app. And which should come as no surprise, because when you tell someone you're going to hit them, if they stay there, they are stupid. And now we will load MSNBC and see what their top headline is.
Wow, the uh, the peacock takes a minute to load. Oh, jeez, no, stop. My apologies. Okay. Let's see. Where's the news? This is very, very difficult. My apologies. I believe this is their television app, so I'll just go to their website. My apologies. I'll get their correct app later. All right. Top story on MSNBC. Why Texas Governor Abbott's latest statement sounds like a prelude to secession. And this is an opinion piece. Entitled, I prosecuted Watergate and never feared for our democracy, but Greg Abbott has me worried. Abbott either doesn't understand the Constitution or doesn't want to. Both options are worrying. This is by Jill Wine Banks. I'm not an alarmist by nature. From my time as a prosecutor investigating the Watergate scandal, I have never doubted that justice would prevail or that democracy would survive. I never doubted that our union would last. Until now. Texas Governor Greg Abbott's actions at the southern border and his reaction to the Supreme Court's decision in favor of the federal government make me fear for the continued existence of the United States of America. So does his signing of an expansive new law that gives the state's law enforcement powers over immigration that rightly belong to the federal government, not to Texas or any other state. In fact, should the Supreme Court rule against the Biden administration's challenge to the law, that would have consequences for every federal policy, not just immigration policy. Which, to be fair, remember how before I was I stated I was skeptical about that headline? Things are getting real, Sosa. Yeah, I, I'm... Like, I'm worried, but I, I'll be honest, I can't see the Supreme Court ruling in favor of Texas on this one. I just, I can't. Because, as she rightly pointed out, that could set some really uh, bad precedent. But anyway, on its own, Abbott's statement is enough to make me fear for our future as a federal republic. Well, I mean, I, I'll i be fair. This is an opinion piece, so I can give my opinion. <laughs> I think she's being a little alarmist. Um Texas always kind of, at least every once in a while, which uh, you don't have to answer this, Sosa, but do you, I know a lot of people that live in Texas, but I always get them confused. Um, it has long been accepted that the federal government controls immigration, national security, international relations, and our borders. Despite the clarity of federal and state roles, which to be fair, Texas is essentially saying that Biden is not living up to his constitutional responsibilities for the border. That is their argument. Um, in July of last year, Abbott placed a thousand long, a thousand foot long string of buoys separated by serrated saw blades and supporting and supporting a submerged mesh net in the middle of the Rio Grande near Eagle Pass, Texas. Not only is this unconstitutional move sparked protests from the Mexican government and migrant advocates, but also at least two migrants were found dead in the buoy barriers. I had not heard of that, but they said it was in, or I might've heard about it in passing. Uh, in addition, among other instances, a pregnant migrant was rescued but miscarried while stuck in the wire. 
that makes it inhumane as well as unconstitutional, which, like I said, I think the problem with a lot of Republicans is they, they, they make it very easy for themselves to forget that these are people, people who are, in fact, breaking the law, not disputing that, but they are people. Yet, while the courts forced Abbott to remove that dangerous obstacle to migrants and transportation from the Rio Grande, the Texas National Guard continued to install razor wire at the edge of the state's land border. When federal agents cut the wire last fall, Texas sued the U.S. for damage to state property. Last week, the Supreme Court ruled against Abbott and affirmed the Department of Homeland Security's right to remove the wire and to have access to the border to carry out the department's duties. Two days later, Abbott issued a statement threatening to stonewall much as then-President Richard Nixon did when he was subpoenaed for the White House tape recordings that he didn't want my team of Watergate prosecutors to have. And to make matters worse, Representative Chip Roy, Republican from Texas, advised Abbott to ignore the justices and, quote, tell the court to go to hell. That is not wise. Other Republican lawmakers joined in with similar sentiments. Dozens of governors from red states, many with no international borders with Mexico, signed a statement supporting Abbott, a compact between any of those states and Texas without congressional approval would directly violate Article One of the Constitution, which is accurate. It would. But even without Roy or the support of a single other Republican governor, Abbott's statement on its own is enough to make me fear for our future as a federal republic. It includes misstatements of law and numerous, fa numerous factual errors, which, if they are in fact false, they will get sorted out in court. Uh, the opening sentence alone, quote, the federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. Would not be out of place among the declarations of succession issued nearly 165 years ago. Abbott defends his actions by citing Article 4, Section 4, which promises the federal government, quote, shall protect each state against invasion in Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which acknowledges the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. He goes on to claim that, quote, failure of the Biden administration, like I said, to fulfill duties imposed by Article 4, Section 4, and triggered Article, has triggered Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which reserves this to the state, the right of self-defense. Yeah, this is going to end up getting, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? This is going to end up being settled via the Supreme Court. But, like I said, it basically goes on to make more arguments, um, like I said, I think there needs to be a compromise here because I think that even those crossing illegally, I believe, need to be protected from harm just because they're human beings. But at the same time, the Biden administration, I, I, you can't dispute it. I mean, I, I've seen the numbers. I don't remember them off the top of my head, but they're, like the, the number of illegal crossings on a daily basis has increased dramatically. So basically, both sides are wrong. Go ahead and tell me how stupid I am in the comments. I'm, I'm ready for it, but... I'm, I'm ready for it because YouTube is a wonderful place full of nuance and original ideas and nobody calling me a virgin or an incel or an idiot never happens. <laughs> I look forward to reading your negative comments and giving it back in spades. Well, that has been this episode of Average Intelligence News. I do believe that generally speaking, these will be on Wednesdays at least. Um, this week we had a scheduling uh, difference because we had to record the Average Intelligence podcast this week. So it'll still be on Sunday, but it will be pre-recorded. And speaking of which, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already to be notified when that video goes up. We are going through 
all of the trial statuses of Donald Trump and where they currently stand. So unless something insane happens, it should be the most accurate information up to date between now and Sunday evening when that video will go up. And as always, please like the video, share it with a friend, and uh, check out some of our other podcast episodes, some of our other videos, and check out all the podcasts on the Arate Podcast Network. You can visit them at aratemedia.org. The link is in the description, and you can see all the podcasts in one convenient location, and you can check out their individual YouTube channels, or you can listen to every podcast directly on the website in audio form. And if you have an idea for a podcast, feel free to reach out with the contact form, or you can message me on my Instagram. It is on the site as well. Well, thank you for enjoying this episode of Average Intelligence News, and we will see you next time.